Hello, all. Welcome to Real Quick, episode 116, uh, back with George and Tyler. Um, as you know, if you've, if you've been watching this for a long time, you probably figured out we record all these on the same day. Uh, Seth's still with his family. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's enjoying that. Um, but today we are reviewing her from Spike Jones, possibly Spike Jones. Um, we're not definitely gonna... Jones. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think I, I'm going to go look at my. Uh, I this is deja vu. Jones. If you watch this, this is deja vu. If you watch the episode, uh, I'm going to go look at my. Someone comment. Let us know how it's pronounced, please. It might be like Jones or something. That could be something like. Crazy. Maybe it's Jose. It might be. It could be. You don't know. Um, but uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, a sensitive and soulful man earns a living by writing personal letters for other people. Left heartbroken after his marriage end, Theodore, played by Joaquin Phoenix, becomes fascinated with a new operating system, which reportedly develops into an uh, intuitive and unique entity in its own right. He starts the program by and meets Samantha, played by Scarlett Johansson, whose bright voice reveals a sensitive, playful personality, though friends in quotes initially the relationship relationship soon deepens into love um big cast in this one we uh, yeah uh, uh joaquin phoenix and scarlett johansson we mentioned rooney mara olivia wilde amy amy adams chris pratt uh, brian cox is in this Kristen wig big cast bill Hader. i didn't even realize was in this and i watched it last night um so so big cast uh Tyler, I think you might be the highest on this. I don't know. One or I think we're all five stars, right? It's only Seth, and of course he can't be here this weekend, so we're gonna force him to watch it because mm-hmm. I have this at a ninety-five out of hundred. Um, I, I know Tyler and George both have it at five stars, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll start with you, Tyler. Give us your initial thoughts. Um, no real spoilers in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, her is just such a brilliant movie. It's it's. And I didn't really realize this until, so shout out our patron patrons that we, uh, I watched this and a watch along with the other day. Um, I'm going to pull up Spike Jones's, uh, filmography quick, because I I didn't notice until we watched this, that his filmography is not deep at all. He's mostly a producer in Hollywood. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm pulling it up. So I have that correct answer. Four is the number for, uh, movies directed four movies he's directed four so being john malkovich was his debut then he had adaptation which is definitely his least recognizable then he had where the wild things are and then her was 2013 but he hasn't directed anything since he's the producer of all the jackass movies and a lot of music videos so it seems like he might just be more producer at this point in his life um but this is the only movie he wrote and directed so it's very personal to him um i don't think it's any well i guess i don't know i feel like the the thing about a podcast is in my mind i'm always like Film Twitter knows this is an obvious fact, but we got to know our audience is like people are trying to learn more about movies. So can't just assume everyone knows everything. So this film is written about Spike Jones's and Sofia Coppola's divorce. Oh, Uh, really? mm -hmm. So her, her movie lost in translation is her perspective on their divorce. And his movie, her is his perspective on the divorce. So, uh, and uh, from kind of what, again, we're not like spoiler. There's not really spoilers. This movie, it's about a guy, you know, the plot, he kind of gets, falls in love with an AI voice. Um, but you can kind of see he falls in love with his computer. Basically he falls in love with this technology thing that isn't of the real world. And I think there can be a lot of symbols there. Cause you see in conversations with, I can't remember if it was either Rooney Mara or Amy Adams, who's like, you're always on your computer, just talking to things that aren't like real. I think it could probably be because one of the reasons I looked up after that, their marriage kind of fell out that they both are very vocal about is both of them were 
pursuing their careers. So I think there's a lot of parallels that, you know, you're, you're stuck focusing on something that's not really of the, the real tangible world. And that ruins kind of your relationships with other people in the real world when you're so focused and your mind isn't there. But I think it's just such a brilliant screenplay that he did. I think, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, we mentioned this on the Real Talk episode this week. I think this might be one of his best performances of all time, if not his best performance of all time. I love him in this. He's borderline unrecognizable, which, I mean, basically he just kind of tinted his hair kind of a lighter color brown and put on a mustache. But I, he truly just transforms. Whereas, like, in Napoleon, I'm like, oh, that's Joaquin Phoenix to put on a costume, you know? Um, the the supporting cast, like Cam mentioned, the, this cast is so stacked in this. So, uh, not surprisingly, the the acting performances are great throughout. Hoyt Van Hoytema is a cinematographer on this. What's like the big notable movie he just did? Why can't I think of it? Oppenheimer. It was Oppenheimer. Okay, so yeah, he (laughs) was cinematographer Oppenheimer. So you you take a grounded romantic drama like this and give Oppenheimer cinematographer, uh, the eventual Oppenheimer cinematographer is doing cinematography on this. This movie's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The colors, the shots, incredible. And then the score is also heartbreaking and gorgeous. Really, everything about this movie is just basically assembling a bunch of all-stars at the top of their craft to develop this movie. And I think it turned out to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Back when I used to do decimals, I gave it a 9.8 out of 10. I liked it even more on this rewatch. So who knows what that means? Is it a 9.9? Is it a 10? doesn't matter because it's a 5 out of 5 stars. And yeah, that's kind of my quick kind of thoughts before we kind of get into the meat of the movie itself. But loved her. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, and I also I worked at an AMC when this movie came out. And I remember I was so I was turned off to this movie because I feel like everyone was like everyone would come in and be like, oh, yeah, there's that weird movie in theaters where a guy's in love with his computer. Like what are like a sick, <laughs> gross movie? And like in my mind, like it's just, you know, you absorb through osmosis. Like I just heard it was like, oh, this must be like a movie for weirdos, you know, like guys in love with his computer. This, Couldn't be farther from the truth. I in college um, and I just turned it on in like my in my room um, and I just was watching it for the first time for no reason. My roommate walks in. And he's like, it's the weird movie where the dude fucks the AI or something <laughs> like, which is it, it, an extreme simplification of it. And no, he does not fuck the AI, but like you Phone could works, boil it down. Yeah. You could yeah. boil it down to that, but it's so, so much fucking better than that, man. Mm-hmm. It's just, but that, so I think that's just what the that, per- public perception of this movie was when like the trailer came out or something like barely anyone saw this movie. It got like 40 million at the box office, but I feel like everyone knows about her as like the movie where it's like, Oh yeah, the dudes love this computer. Mm. yeah it did it, it's just so much more than that george what are your thoughts <laughs> oh that was funny um yeah i mean pretty much the exact same thoughts as tyler i'm, I'm pretty much as high as on this movie as he is i think this is just one of the best romance films out there it is just it is a meticulously made movie where truly just every detail just every detail just seems to have been taken with just the utmost care. Obviously, Tyler mentioned Hoyt Van Hoytema's cinematography. This is one of those movies where I just, you don't want to take your eyes off the screen because you just don't want to miss just the next beautiful shot that Hoyt Van Hoytema has in his bag. Um, And I just think that aesthetic of this film just adds to the romance because it just makes it such a, it's just such a pleasing film to watch, both just visually on the eyes and as a romance film. I think as a romance film, it is just heartbreaking, Um, not only from Joaquin Phoenix, but I also think Amy Adams gives a really solid performance, and obviously her character goes through it a little bit. Um, And this was, I believe, the second time they've ever been in a film together. I think The Master was the first, Hmm. Um, and I would have guessed that this was just the 10th or 11th film they've done together because they just they worked off of each other so well, and I just think both of their level of 
of devastation is just is just really solid. Um, if anyone listening wants to fact check me on that, by the way, I, I I don't. Maybe they have been in more movies together that I'm just blanking on. Um, but as a romance film, I think this just works really well, and I think that personal touch that this is kind of like an unofficial sequel, like Tyler had mentioned, to Lost in Translation, where it's just kind of like um. What am I thinking of? Clint Eastwood, um, his Letters to Iwo Jima and Letters from Iwo Jima, those two movies that are kind of sequels to each other, but it's just it's two sides of the same story. Um, and I just think that adds a lot of personal touch to this film, which just makes it that much more of a, uh, again, a pleasing experience. Um, but pretty much everything Tyler said, I completely agree with the acting performances are are brilliant. Um, I find it funny. I think that this is this is the movie that Joaquin and Rooney Mara, um, I guess, fell in love with on because their characters are obviously, and again, spoilers, <laughs> sorry, um, but their characters are obviously going through a divorce. Uh, so I just find it funny that they kind of had to flip on that eventual flip off that eventual romance and just play uh, across each other as this you know eventually divorced couple who clearly still maybe have feelings for each other yeah um yeah. but yeah this is a five out of five for me you go cam what's up no i i thought you were done i was trying to yeah i i'm done yeah five five out of five for me it's always been a five out of five for me yeah. um it's, it's a little lower on my like list of the greatest movies ever but i was looking at that list yesterday and i think i might might bump it up a little bit yeah, uh, five out of five, 95 out of 100 for myself. I think this might be one of the best looking movies of all time. I think it looks better than like even Oppenheimer, same guy, um, like we said, but just like you said, Tyler, it's a simple movie um, about a guy who who is learning. I would say he's learning how to love like properly with an AI rather than like falling in love with an AI. Yeah, even if he, he, he can't realize that at the time. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this, but it's like the, the Scooby-Doo meme uh, where it's like, well, it's a talking dog. You know, it's like you could explain this movie as one of the most heartfelt stories between a man um, learning how to love. And then you could also explain it. Oh, he fucks an AI, right? <laughs> <laughs> you could explain it in both ways. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just kind of thought of that. Uh, but yeah, this movie just, I don't know. I'm lucky. I, I think I would have like probably teared up if I weren't. What, what did I watch this at? Like 7 a.m. or something when I finished it. Um but basically, uh, if, if you did not watch it and you're just listening to this, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, like like we mentioned in the synopsis, is a guy who writes letters, which is just an odd profession. But in Very this AI, interesting profession. Yeah, in this AI world, right? Um, sorry, I was trying to move the camera. Uh, in this AI world, he, he basically writes letters. And um, I read a couple of things just to kind of catch up with this movie a little bit. Uh, it's just like show supposed to show like, how much the human race just needs like more intimate um, things. And you can kind of see that in the real world with all these like MCU grand scale movies that are so like you can make them with billions of dollars, but you're not going to get any return on your investment if you don't have like this intimate storyline that people actually care about these characters. And, and so that was kind of interesting to see. Um, he goes through this life, uh, basically is going through a divorce with Rudy Mara's character, Catherine, um uh like george mentioned uh but also trying to connect with samantha uh played by scarlett johansson um basically you go through their relationship uh he thinks he's like falling in love with her and it's kind of revealed at the end like uh, wild reveal wait what maybe i'm not thinking of the same thing where i am 
like the 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 one where she's talking to eight thousand. Yeah, other yeah, dudes. yeah. Okay, yes, we were talking. Yeah, no, it's like that. It's like that contrast. You can never like fully like you can, like AI and people yeah. don't work right. Like she's she's doing the same thing to like eight thousand people, um, and and hopefully teaching them how to be better. And now she's like gotten to this point where she's like learned everything she needs to know. And then just kind of disappears at the end. Um, and then uh, Joaquin Phoenix gone, has gone through this growth, writes a letter to Catherine about all the things that went wrong. Um, I don't think they get back together. Like not really an ambiguous ending at all. Like they don't get back together, but he's just gone through this growth and understands why their relationship didn't work. I don't know why, but on memory of this, I thought she had died. That that wouldn't make the movie oh. work at all. Like, no. <laughs> clearly, she <laughs> didn't. Was, but uh, uh, I like when I went back to it, I was like, "Oh, I swear, I thought she died." Um, just a great movie. Not not really like Easter eggs or teases or anything to bring up. It was interesting. I didn't know that fact about um, about Spike Jones. I, I looked it up. I was I was incorrect, and that's fine. Uh, Spike Jones's relationship and and how these two movies. I got to watch. What was it you said? Uh, Lost in translation. Lost I gotta in watch translation. That. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. Um, it, it'll be interesting to. Mm -hmm. see they both won uh, best screenplay at the Oscars, so just a powerhouse relationship to have a falling out in a relationship that yeah. both sides win an Oscar for telling the story of how <laughs> they felt the relationship impacted their lives. Very impressive. You, you think that makes them happy that their relationship fell out? Like, yeah, oh, lost well, my significant uh, other, but I won an Oscar. <laughs> Sophia Coppola says she she's never watched her and refuses to watch it watch it because well, you know she's, that's she's probably said, fair. Yeah, but uh, she said like she it would be too weird seeing Rooney Mara play herself. I think it'd be too weird seeing anyone play herself, but Rooney Mara's yeah, a good choice at least to play herself. Yeah. So fantastic choice for sure. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else to say? It's just kind of a general like discussion movie. It, it, like I said, there's not like not there are spoil. deeper there there are deeper meanings yeah. obviously to mm -hmm. this movie, but there's not nothing to spoil or no Easter eggs to go into. Um, but I I think it's yeah. just kind of those. You go. Yeah, I was gonna say like just before we kind of wrap up, like the thing I, I kind of mainly took away from her is just kind of the struggle of a man's like, like he's learning to love. But I think uh, the thing I pulled from it, which the great thing about film, you can pull various things from it depending on who you are, but kind of a, the difference between like a relationship with a significant other and a relationship with your work. I think it's uh, interesting that this is the last movie he wrote and directed. Uh, again, he's been very, very active in the film community. It's just writing and directing hasn't necessarily been a strong suit since then, but I think a lot of this movie is just showing their struggle as two people that grew up in the industry. They grew up together and I'm talking about Spike Jones and Sofia Coppola and became obviously both now are acclaimed directors. I mean, Spike Jones doesn't have a deep filmography, but he's won an Oscar. So I'm going to call him acclaimed and just how having such an artistic outlet in a career and trying to balance that with like a person you're in a relationship with, it just gotta be such a hard thing when both people are in the same exact industry and Sophia Coppola having that extra element of being Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, that probably just adds a whole ton of different pressure to her. But I just think it's just a fascinating look at kind of a technology and people's relationship with it and people and kind of what the modern relationship has become with how people interact with each other and with technology and with their life. But uh, some fun facts, Cam. I don't know if you have the IMDb. I don't have up. it pulled up. You got it. Okay. Um, there's not like a ton for this one. Not what was the one we just did that had like a ton a ghost story, a ghost another story, Rooney Mara yeah, movie but... from last. So back to back weeks with Rooney Mara. I don't know if we yeah. really planned that, but shout out her. Uh, good actress. Yeah, great actress. Actor. So uh, and another thing that is is like a very film Twitter fact that 
again, I needed to start realizing that like, we're trying to educate people. Like, and not everyone is, is obsessively online as we are. So I'm not going to assume everyone knows everything, but uh, Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are of course married now. And they, like George said, this is where they met uh, or in terms of this is where their relationship kind of grew here uh, as George mentioned. So that, very ironic that is in a movie where like you said, they're playing a divorced couple, but not only that, it's where Spike Jones and Sophia Coppola actually got divorced. And now uh, Sophia Coppola is like, I don't want to see Rooney Mara playing myself knowing that she found true love when she's supposed to be uh, <laughs> devastated in this movie. Uh, one thing, just looking up stuff about Hoyt Van Hoytema, who's one of the greatest cinematographers of all time, I just feel like a lot of people think of cinematography as like, how do you shoot the shot? Which, if you boil it down to its most basic thing, sure, yeah, it's how are you going to point the camera and get the shot? But the the creativity, the lengths these people go to to actually get a great shot is crazy. So this movie was filmed on location in the apartment. So Hoyt Van Hoytema, because anyone who's seen this movie knows there's so many gorgeous shots of that apartment, the skyscrapers looking over out of the city, the sunsets, beautiful colors. He got all the, all the windows in that apartment. He changed out. So he got someone to come in and change out all the windows to probably have like a better transparency or a different shade than the other apartments to get the better lighting. And there was an apartment building across the street on the 34th floor that he installed large mirrors on, on the helicopter platform on top, just massive mirrors with the sole purpose of just reflecting the sun in a certain way to give a better color light coming through the windows of that apartment for a better shot. And it's just like, that's just the crazy things that cinematographers will go through to get Jesus. a great looking shot. Because I feel like Spike Jones as a director probably says like, I want a sunset shot looking out over this balcony. And then Hoyt Van Hoytema runs with that and says like, all right, we need a construction crew to come in, change out all these windows. Cross the street, you're going to have to go talk to that building property manager. We're going to have to install massive mirrors on their helicopter platform. Like just crazy the stuff people have to do to go to make these movies as beautiful as they are, but it works out. Um, mm -hmm. And then lastly, the, the original cut of this movie is 150 minutes long. And Spike Jones asked Steven Soderbergh, obviously another very acclaimed person in the movie industry, to edit it down. And Soderbergh came back 24 hours later with a 90-minute cut. But Jones's final cut ended up being 126 minutes, so it's just yeah. kind of funny because it's like basically close to the like original that's cut. A good balance. Yeah, but it's just, I just feel like he's like, ah, this is too long. I need to cut this down. He's like, all right, 150 minutes. I just cut out an hour of it. And he's like, out. we're gonna have to put like 40 minutes back in. Sorry, <laughs> like, it, like it, you you cooked a little too hard here. Yeah, <laughs> this is good, one of my it's favorite. A good balance. It's not. To, it, yeah, it's not too long. Uh, 150 minutes probably would have been, you know, for an intimate movie like this, where there's just kind of it's it's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of Joaquin Phoenix just kind of walking around yapping. This is it's really that's really what he's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is also interesting to see like the kind of two sides of this in in because um, Amy played by Amy Adams, right? Um, also is going through this kind of same thing, right? She's in love with a different AI or whatever, and then they kind of connect at the end. It's, it's just interesting, and I know they mentioned that like eight thousand other people, but you actually seeing another person that's going through it, uh, you know, not a whole lot. Um, not as much as Joaquin Phoenix by any means, but it's it's good. It's a good look onto both sides of the story of of multiple people um, going it's through, just, not just it's, him. Mm -hmm. It's just so impressive the scene you guys were just talking about the the reveal where it's like you know she's talking to two thousand other men or whatever. Like it's just Joaquin Phoenix sitting on a stairs by himself. Yeah. Like no one's playing yeah. off of him, and the ability to be able to just go through that range of emotions where he's so excited to talk to this woman to absolutely devastated. That scene's so damn good. And you know, it's just him just sitting there doing it all on his own. That's just, yeah. just so awesome. Um, I guess yeah. there's one more fun fact I want to throw out, which isn't really fun for Samantha Morton, but Samantha Morton, she's an actress who she's been in a ton of stuff, but like you would never be like, Oh yeah. Like I know he her from was, that. Uh, 
Um, she's in Minority Report. She's in Cinderella. She's the original Network. voice of Samantha. Yeah, but I'm trying yeah. to see if there's anything that she, she's in so many movies, but I don't think any of them. You yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. But filmed the whole yeah. thing. She was the voice of the entire movie. The movie was done, edited, and everything. And then Spike Jones basically just said like. It's just not right. We need like a different voice here. So they just redid all the voices of Scarlett Johansson. So Samantha Morton, because uh, everyone now today, 10 years later, talks about how great Scarlett Johansson's voice acting is in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Samantha Morton, I wonder if she listens to this and she's like, God damn it. I, I really fumbled. If only I would have just brought 10% more. I would love to hear like her cut of the movie, movie or just like okay. one scene just to see that, what it uh, sounds like. Now what that's what happened on uh, Empire Strikes Back. Basically, the actor who plays Darth or not Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, uh, the actor who plays Darth Vader, like thought he was going to be doing all the lines. So he like <laughs> acts and and says all of the lines. And you can oh, he's a he's like a he has like a very strong Irish accent, which <laughs> nothing against Irish accents, but it just does not sound right in the Darth Vader costume. Because mm-hmm. like if you've ever watched behind the scenes, uh, Empire of Dreams, great. Uh, very great documentary on star wars if you care but uh you can hear some of him talking it just it just doesn't work yeah like at least jokes yeah i feel i think he was always like told like hey you're not gonna be it but i think he had like this hope that he would uh so it definitely stinks more for samantha morton so sorry she got booted from it (laughs) sucks yeah it just like she had to be in a recording booth recording an Mm -hmm. orgasm sound for minutes yeah just none of it ended up paying off Uh, yeah i'm sure she got paid but uh yeah yeah, that's all I have to say on her. I'd say it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's it's up there for me. I think I started, I entered this recording, and I was like, is that the best movie ever made? Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. It might be go up from a 95. Like I said, I haven't put it on Letterboxd yet, so maybe I'll pull it up a little bit. But five stars from all of us. we got to make Seth watch it at this point. Um, I think he'll like it. I think he'll like it a lot. Uh, I was hoping to hear what he had to say about it, but I know he's with his family right now, so I hope he's having a good time doing that. I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up for the Real Talk collection, though. I don't think this is a Seth five-star movie. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's It's got know. potential. We will see. Um, George, Tyler, thank you for joining, everybody. Thank you for watching. Uh, Realtalkpodcast.com to find some merch. Uh, Patreon backslash Podcast. Um, feel free to join either of those. They, they help out. Or you can just sub- subscribe to the YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. They're, those are free. And you can tell someone about us. Tell them to listen. Um, any support helps we really do appreciate it thank you for joining and we will see you on monday